0: You can always do a task or a skill. We just have to help you figure out the right way to do it.
1: Welcome to Agency for Change, a podcast from Kid Glove that brings you the stories of change makers who are actively working to improve our communities. In every episode, we'll meet with people who are making a lasting impact in the places we call home. More than 15,000 people in Omaha, Nebraska, currently live with significant vision loss. Today we're going to speak with someone who is part of an organization that's working to make sure these individuals have the resources they need to live happy, independent, fulfilling lives. Hello, this is Kelly Peterson, Vice President, Nonprofit Creative Director at KidGlove. Welcome to another episode of Agency for Change. Today on the podcast, we're joined by Paulette Monty, Executive Director of Outlook Enrichment, an organization whose mission is to empower people living with vision loss with the skills and tools to achieve their goals. Paulette, I'm eager to talk with you today and learn more about the great impact you're making on the
0: world. Well, thank you for having me. I appreciate the opportunity.
1: My pleasure.
0: To kick us off, Paulette, for our listeners who aren't
1: familiar with Outlook Enrichment, could you tell us what it is and how you help
0: people? Sure. Outlook Enrichment is a private nonprofit rehabilitation agency for the blind and visually impaired that serves the state of Nebraska. Our services range from adaptive technology training recreation programming, support services, and mental health programming, as well as a wide range of services for youth in transition age, as well as rec. So we do provide a lot of diversity in the services we do. It sure does sound like it.
1: I'm looking forward to learning more about the organization, but first I wanna hear about you. What drew you to your career in social work and how did you land at Outlook Enrichment?
0: My eye condition, I am a person with vision loss myself, so I am legally blind and it is actually genetic in my family. So on my dad's side, he and several of his brothers are all legally blind. And my mom lost when my grandmother was pregnant. She succumbed to an illness that caused a genetic mutation in my mom, which was passed down to myself and my sister. So both of my parents are visually impaired, and one of my sisters is also visually impaired. So that kind of started us out. I've always had positive role modeling for my family. Um, My father was an occupational therapist, and my mother was a teacher of the blind. So I was kind of doomed. to to kind of land in this role (laughs) My actual degree is in social work, but I have my bachelor's is in social work with a specialization in disability law.
1: Well I certainly wouldn't say doomed as a word, <laughs> especially as we, we got to chat a little bit before we started this today and you were saying how much Outlook Enrichment has grown just even since 2020 and especially during the pandemic. So um, I don't think the word doomed is is the one that qualifies <laughs> for all of your achievements.
0: <laughs> So Outlook is now the third agency for the blind that I have worked for. Um, Previously, I was the director of the Center for DeafBlind Persons in Milwaukee, and so I have a specialization, also certification in deafblindness also.
1: Wow, that's a lot of expertise, and we're thankful for that. So many of us are increasingly reliant on technology to get things done, from paying bills on your phone to conducting doctor's visits on our computers. What are some of the difficulties for those who are blind or visually impaired when using these kinds of technologies, and how does Outlook Enrichment help them navigate these challenges?
0: One of the things to consider is many eye conditions are age-related, whether it's cataracts, macular degeneration. And so you're talking about folks in our community who are seniors who are starting to learn how to use this type of adaptive technology and they may be really unfamiliar with it so our teachers and instructors in the adaptive tech program we look at anyone who's coming through the door what type of vision they have some may be low vision and be able to see enlarged numbers on the screen for example to make a phone call and some people may have no vision at all and our job is to really look at what their specific needs are and what they want to do whether it's as you mentioned making a phone call learning how to use zoom to communicate with their doctor or for many people it's learning the basics of the phone how to make and receive calls clear the voicemail system out things that you don't necessarily think about as items that could be problematic but clearing text messages Uh, sending and receiving text messages. That's where we start oftentimes with people, but we do have programs that go all the way up to teaching, for example, somebody who wants to maintain employment with learning how to, to learn how to use Microsoft Teams, which really has taken predominance in the workplace over the last few years.
1: All good skills to have and a lot of them that many of us take for granted sometimes because of the site that we do have. I understand Outlook Enrichment also finds ways to help visually impaired people stay active. What are some of the recreational programs you offer and why is this type of programming so important?
0: Well, our programming in all of our enrichment services, we do serve all ages. So we serve the range from very young children, from about five up to our oldest consumers, been in their 90s this last year. And so the the programming that we offer kind of meets a really diverse set of interests so for our younger kids maybe they are more interested in sports and recreation type things maybe they want to learn how to do archery or rock wall climbing and that may not be as much of an interest to somebody who's in their 50s and 60s and so the range we might they might be more interested in our virtual audio book club Or one of our cultural arts programs, for example, this last weekend, we did an adaptive soap making class and the participants got to make soaps and bar soaps and sugar scrubs and (laughs) and all kinds of really wonderful things. But because that opportunity is really plays into some of the other senses, it's been really well received the last two years that we've done it. And other things, we do things of tours in the community. For example, we did a tour of Lorenzen Garden and had a master gardener explain some of the plants and the fauna we saw. But we also had uh, somebody who could really do, one of our audio describers describe all the exhibits. So we try to make them as inclusive, um, whether it's through techniques or modifications for everyone.
1: Those just sound like such fun but also educational opportunities. And I never really thought about rock climbing just being for all age groups and that probably at my age now, I'm not
0: sure that I would do that a try. So <laughs> I
1: completely agree. So well, there's, I, other things,
0: like, there's other things that we do because our, our folks who are kind of in that 30s to 40s range, they may mm-hmm. want to do more social activities. So sure. did the big party patio bike that they went around downtown yes you know we're able to have pizza and drinks and hang out with friends you know so it's just you you choose different things to to meet the needs I love that. that and we work with the sports and rec program at the university at UNO and so a lot of our volunteers come from UNO and Creighton who are in adaptive rec or occupational therapy programs so we, we do have a lot of volunteers to make all of our programs great. Volunteers are so key
1: to all these things for sure. So were you part of the soap making extravaganza?
0: I was actually, I taught the class.
1: <laughs> oh, wonderful. So what was the favorite fragrance of choice?
0: Uh, the, the ones that they kind of have, I, they're one of the kits is a kind of a tropical mix. And so it's got like, it smells like some of them smell a little like sunscreen or pina coladas, different things. So the tropical mix has been the favorite the last two years.
1: So it's like staying in place, but going on vacation at the same time. (laughs) In January. I am January. (laughs) I I really (laughs) like the sound of that. I really like the sound of that. (laughs) So Paulette, can you tell us one of your favorite stories about someone whose life outlook enrichment has
0: positively impacted? Let me share with you about Catherine. Catherine came to us because uh, she had been working with another service agency and she was losing her vision, but also had had a stroke. So she was starting to experience problems with memory and cognition and the stroke had left her part of her on the left side of her body paralyzed. So we had to really look about what her needs and pay both attention to both the physical disability she had as well as the visual disabilities that she was experiencing. And so her and her husband came to us to learn mostly how to use the iPad because she was really feeling very isolated and not being able to go anywhere. And you can imagine with not being able to use one side of your body, trying to make movements and things on the iPad, even just from holding it to some of the hand gestures and moving around was a challenge for her. So we had to work with her to kind of figure out what the best angle was, what the best setup was for her to be able to not only see the iPad, but how to make some of those movements and gestures on it with her limited mobility. And so she came to us and she learned how to do FaceTime and do her email and search the web. And she loved YouTube videos, so she she was really interested in YouTube. So she learned how to do all of these things as well as scanning documents so she could blow them up and make them easier for her to read. And so Catherine came to us when she also participated in our support group, she and her husband both so that they could meet others with vision loss, but also have some of that peer role modeling that comes out of the support group. And so that was a really great success story for us because there were so many challenges and she just overcame them all and was able to, to learn new things. And sadly, it was a good thing she came to us when she did to learn some of these things because this past november with covid she lost her husband and so it, she now had to do more of those things on her own that he may have assisted her before with and so being able to access some of the services and things through the ipad it allowed her to maintain more independence yeah that is a,
1: an amazing story and I like how you mentioned that her husband was able to go along with her. So those support groups are for the people who are experiencing the the uh, vision loss as well as those that are supporting them. Yeah. And then that is just a is a great impactful story about how them doing it together, or starting it together, now she independently can can take it on on her own. So That's a good one for
0: sure. And we always encourage the family members to participate so that they're learning what information we are giving to the consumer. And if they're troubleshooting at home and maybe the family member might know what what is, or the family member might be helping them at home to set up like a labeling system for their kitchen or laboring microwave or stove for them so that they're able to do it independently at home. Great. The
1: pandemic certainly has changed so much, but how has it changed the way your organization is able to serve people? And have you found some things or new things or better ways of doing things that you'd like
0: to share? One of the the biggest thing that hit us right away with the pandemic was with our adaptive technology program. We had to really figure out how we could continue to teach people in their homes since they weren't allowed in the buildings. So we utilized Zoom very early on. We sent out, we do a lot of services over the phone Mm -hmm. because both of my trainers are totally blind themselves. If we can hear what's going on on the individual's device, we can train on. So we, if somebody doesn't have, for example, a landline to use with their phone, we would send out an iPod touch that we could access either FaceTime with the person or they could just use an odd, make an audio call with it to, to us. And that allowed us to have access to the environmental information that was going on so that the trainer could hear it. We then quickly Switched over to doing some things with Zoom and our recreation programs to try to engage some of the people. So, we do an, a game night, usually one or two a month, and everything from family feud to apples to apples and a wide variety of trivia things we've done over the, the last year. But that gave people an opportunity to socialize and come in contact with each other. And for this population, when somebody's losing their vision, There's a lot of isolation and depression that often happens with it. So we started in August of 2020, our support group program, which now has continued. And many of our members have been in the program for over a year since its start. So those are things that we did, but we saw a lot of growth in those programs. Well, they started as a COVID thing because transportation is always an issue for people who are visually impaired. A lot of our services have continued as remote and some of our consumers that we have are as far as like North Carolina now. So it's expanded who and how we can do services. One of the things that came out of it is now we are doing independent living skills training that was remote from safe cooking techniques to wardrobe and home management kinds of things. So right now we're doing a series called Passport Around the World And every month, it's a different ethnic recipe. So we'll be in one of our staff's kitchens and have it set up so we can talk about different recipes and how we do different tasks as a visually impaired person. And some of the adaptive techniques we recommend to go along with it.
1: I just love hearing all that and how innovative you have all been and adapting during the pandemic, but just embracing it for its pros and overcoming its cons. Uh, those just sound like great opportunities for people to, to engage for sure. And to expand to an audience that haven't been able to reach or to overcome the transportation issue is, is just really
0: phenomenal. But with and what it's you're really running. nice for folks who are still working you know instead of trying to get transportation from work to enrichment and then transportation home they can get transportation to and from home and then just log on after work so it's it's been really nice a real
1: time uh, saver for people too because oftentimes when you are dependent on transportation the time frame of it is is Mm -hmm. different than you just walking from one room to another for sure so probably are able to engage in a lot more things just because you don't have to get a ride to them. (laughs) So Outlook Enrichment has a full calendar of events. Just looking through the website, I saw book clubs and poetry slams and taekwondo classes, and you've mentioned so many more just in our time together today. But there's one specific event coming up in June that I want to talk about. It's the Tee It Up for Foresight, what should our listeners know about this particular event?
0: Enrichment does two major fundraising activities every year. And T ups foresight is our golf outing and that there's teams that will go out but the same during the same time frame in the morning prior to the shotgun start. Our consumers, all uh, the youth in the program and some of the adults participate in a golf clinic to learn how to golf as somebody who's visually impaired in some of those adaptive techniques. So that starts our day. And then the fundraising piece of that is we are actively seeking teams The save the date event. Uh, notice just went out about the Tee It Up for Sight. And so teams can sign up. Uh, and participate, we're still looking for sponsors too. And they can contact enrichment and we can get them set up with that. And then the, there's also live registration. So that's coming in June. And in September, we also do our, this year we're doing our Vision Beyond site. And that's gonna be at the Sumner Amphitheater. Theater And we will be showcasing all of these great recreation programs I talked about where somebody can come in and learn and use our simulation goggles or a sleep shade to learn how to do some of those events and experience it as somebody who might have vision loss. So those those are summer events coming up so people can keep an eye out for those.
1: As a marketer that I am, I always love event names and those are both (laughs) two really good ones. Tee It Up for Sight and Vision Beyond Sight. Both of those are are great and
0: intriguing. uh, And and the theme for this year's VBS is Blues, Booze, and Barbecues for the Blind.
1: Oh, like that too. (laughs) That just sounds fun. (laughs) So there'll there'll be a
0: blues band. We'll have some barbecue food trucks out at Sumner. And then all of the fun activities for somebody to engage in.
1: Sounds like a good time, and both of them seem to be outdoor and very COVID friendly (laughs) to be outside. (laughs) So, Paulette, what's next for Outlook Enrichment?
0: What do you hope to accomplish in the next five to 10 years? Oh, gosh, you're asking a big question because there's so much we're going to be we have planned. Outlook Enrichment started initially out of programs out of Outlook Nebraska, which is an agency that does manufacturing of toilet paper and paper products to government installations and facilities. And so we started with one adaptive technology trainer and then additional programs that I mentioned today have, have expanded. But our major goal in the next few years, we own our Outlook Family owns the building we are in, the old Crown Court Conceal Building on 42nd and F. And we, this last year, acquired more of the space in the Crown Court Conceal Building. And enrichment will be expanding into that space. Right now, we are doing in some in home services because we don't have facilities on site. And so, in the next Few years we will be having a fully functioning rehabilitation training center with apartment-like settings that we can teach all of the independent living skills training in. And um, our adaptive computer lab will move over to that space. Um, we'll also hoping to have some of our own recreation space so we don't have to take that off-site all the time to different venues in the community. So So we will be looking at growing and doing a capital campaign in the next few years so that we can really create our own space that's unique to the population we're serving and the needs of the enrichment program.
1: Wow, that isn't any small undertaking and it's so (laughs) exciting. I'm just getting excited about listening to
0: it. Oh my gosh. So we'll be looking at having like an accessible kitchen with and And things that can be used by our consumers to teach independent living skills and you know wardrobe care, laundry, everything. so it's it's really gonna be a unique space for us t- as we move forward.
1: Yeah, I like the sound of that being unique to you and the services that you provide, and there will just be so many good things uh, about the outcome for that. So Paulette. Being a marketer, I also love words, and I'm inspired by motivational quotes. Could you give us a few of your own words of wisdom for our listeners?
0: One of the the things that was instilled in me was you can always do a task or a skill. We just have to help you figure out the right way to do it. You know, Helen Keller said, one of her most known quotes is, when one door closes, another door opens for opportunity. And so enrichment is really here to provide guidance, peer support, and to provide opportunities for people to reach their own goals and dreams. And that's what we pride ourselves on.
1: Which is so inspirational. I've been, because it's the time of year and, and the timing that it is, been watching a lot of Olympics, winter Olympics. And the inspiration of those athletes is just phenomenal. And I think that they keep that frame of mind as well of you can always do it. <laughs> just need to figure out how. And why can't we all be that way? And I think that you're exactly right. Mm.
0: And that's something we really promote a lot in our support groups is, you know, we're here to to give guidance. We can give tips and suggestions, but everybody is going to find their own way. Great. For our listeners who would like to learn
1: more and to support you, how can they find out more about Outlook Enrichment?
0: They can go to our website, which is www.outlooken.org. And they can get a whole list of more information about our programs and services or all the wonderful events that we have coming up there. We do have a monthly events calendar that we send out to people too, so they can reach out to me. My direct line number, uh, our main number, we'll go with that, is 531-365-5051 and that way they can connect with me or one of our other staff people in the different areas. And if somebody's interested in the services, they usually will be, the first point of contact is usually me or Nina, and we can walk them through what types of services we offer and get them set up. Sounds great.
1: As we wrap up today, what is the most important thing you would like our
0: listeners to remember about the work that you're doing? I think the biggest thing is to know uh, one in four people have vision loss throughout their lives. And chances are, you know, somebody, whether it's a family member, a friend, a parent, you know, who's experiencing vision loss today and might need the services that we offer. So whether they're experiencing cataracts or glaucoma, macular degeneration, you know, when we say vision loss, it's pretty big. But if we say in a room full of people, how many of you know somebody who has cataracts? Everyone's hand goes up. So chances are, you know, somebody who might be able to benefit from the types of things we offer.
1: And you may know someone or in the future, you might be experiencing it yourself. And it's always great to know that resources exist to help you or to help someone you love for sure. Paulette? I fully believe the world needs more change makers like you. Thank you for taking the time to share with us today. Thank you. We hope you enjoyed today's Agency for Change podcast. To hear all our interviews with those who are making a positive change in our communities or to nominate a changemaker you'd love to hear from, visit kidglove.com at K-I-D-G-L-O-V dot to get in touch. As always, if you like what you've heard today, be sure to rate, review, subscribe, and share. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.